0: Mike WhatsApped us on 0861239595 to say, Joe, it's crazy numbers, the amounts being shoplifted. And I know the guards are busy doing other things, but from listening to your show and Sergeant Burleach, who indeed will be with us a little bit later on, every time the call should be made to the guards because if it's not being reported it's basically not happening if enough reports go in they might get extra guardy just to deal with the amount of shoplifting that's going on i enjoy the show says mike thank you very much for that mike and uh, lots of comments coming in on parking issues as well and uh, keep them coming to us and we bring you more of them during the rest of the show Almost 250 medicines are now on the shortage list, a 48% rise over a year. Vital medicines, including anti-anxiety pills, antibiotics and cough syrups, are just some of the medicines on the lists with no sign of easing off, despite the change of seasons that's underway, just about. And uh, from Azure Pharmaceuticals, Aideen Kenny is uh, the Chief Operating Officer and she's on the line to tell us a bit more. Uh, Hi Aideen, how are you? Hi Joe, how are you? So, um, it's been going on for a while this in one shape or another, hasn't it?
1: Yes, so we started um, our medicines shortage index approximately a year ago and um, as you said in the introduction, we've seen an increase of 48% in the last 12 months from around 160 plus to 248 medicines out of stock. Um, And that is sourced from the regulators' website. So it's the HPRA's website of notifications of shortages. Um, and I think what's, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, as he mentioned, that it's a persistent problem. We There was some discussion that, once the respiratory illnesses of the winter period eased, that we would see an easing in the shortages. But certainly from our index, that is not happening. We're seeing a persistent shortages that are not seasonal in nature.
0: Right. I mentioned some of the medicines that are impacted. Uh, are there others?
1: Um, no, I think you covered certainly in, in this particular round of analysis that we looked at, it was anti-anxiety medicines insomnia medicines and um, there's a range of um, generics for uh, certain high blood pressure medicines out of stock and um, we're still seeing pressure on antibiotics and um, there's 13 different eye preparations eye drops out of stock um, and you know the ongoing pressure on cough syrups and um, and the general cold and flu um, meds as well.
0: And is any of this to do with the fact that we're a relatively small market or bigger markets capturing more of these
1: medicines? Well, certainly, I think there is a growing consensus that commercial reasons are one of the primary drivers of the crisis. Um, And we are seeing across certain European countries, um, the likes of Portugal, Germany. Sweden and even the UK government intervene with policy measures to increase price so the pricing of certain old critical medicines in Ireland is extremely low Um, and so where a pharmaceutical company is experiencing a constraint in the manufacturing process then inevitably the uh, scarce resource that is the product of, of that particular batch will be allocated to countries that pay more. Okay. So if we're paying less, we'll, we'll receive less.
0: So does that... I, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't quite understand. So what would Ireland Inc. have to do to compete?
1: I think we need the government to, you know, take some really bold, ambitious and, and coordinated action at policy level to look at pricing of older generic medicines in Ireland. Um, And we've been calling on them for some time to do that. To hike the price? To look at pegging the price to the average European price. So we're not looking for, you know, an excessive increase in price. We're just simply asking them to look at the European basket of prices and to um, position Ireland at the average of that price. Right, but but
0: that would inevitably mean that a lot of people listening this morning, maybe not all, but a lot of them will end up paying more for the medicine.
1: Well, I think patients who are on medical cards, you know, obviously... I um, know, I know that, but not not everybody. So for those of us not on medical cards, you would see some of these medicines, Joe, are priced in the region of, you know three euro, four euro. And we're looking at price increases of, you know, possibly, you know, cents as opposed to euros on them to enable, um, you know, the medicines that we bring from the Far East to be transported and to be tested and to be supplied to the Irish patients in the same way they are to other European patients
0: chatting to Aideen Kennedy Kenny of Azure Pharmaceuticals and the Health Minister Stephen Donnelly says there's no evidence to suggest that Ireland is more adversely affected by the current global medicine shortage than anywhere else. What would you say to that?
1: Uh, well I'd say that's not actually the case. Um, we're actually seeing on the medicines index that 38% of Medicines that are short are single supplier medicines, so they come there's only one available source of them. If we benchmark that figure across Europe, it's 25%. So we're seeing almost double the number of um, single source products uh, out of stock in Ireland than the average European. So, so I would disagree um, with his analysis on that. And mm. um,
0: medicine for children are they impacted?
1: Um, Well, certainly during the uh, flu season um, and the cough and cold season, we saw a number of OTCs, or what we call OTCs, what are over-the-counter medicines, go out of stock. So, um, yes... Pa- pa- pediatric doses of antibiotics also were unavailable so they were uh, antibiotics that you are take that are taken on a spoon as opposed to in a capsule. Uh, so that was that was an issue um, during the cough cold season.
0: Hmm. Some amazing things were done during the pandemic to secure medicines uh, um, for example. are there lessons to be learned from that you know even on an EU-wide basis?
1: Yes, and I think, you know, the European regulator is looking at um, changes to pharmaceutical legislation to, you know, harness what we learned that was positive and maybe to look at elements that didn't work um, and, and to change those as well. I mean, some of, that, some of the elements of that legislation have been leaked and they're a little concerning, I think, from a generic manufacturer's perspective. Certainly some of the measures are just going to add additional regulatory um, burdens on, on mm. an already creaking supply and, chain. So,
0: And finally for now Aidan, I presume in the summer season the demand won't be quite as high as during the winter so there is this brief hiatus now where some of these issues can be looked at in advance of next winter?
1: Well I think it depends on what types of medicines you're talking about Joe. So you know certainly antibiotics, the pressure may ease but you know again as I say from our index we're seeing um, multiple different types of medicines that are not seasonal being affected. So HRT is a great example of something that's not seasonal, and there are looming evidence of shortages re-emerging in that particular uh, therapy area. So, you know, in this index, an- uh, anxiety medicines and sunny medicines they're not seasonal. So, you know, I think we will continue to see shortages. Across different therapy areas, right through the summer.
0: Okay, fascinating to see how it develops. I'm sure we'll chat to you again. Thank you very much for your time this morning. That's Aideen Kenny, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Azure Pharmaceuticals. Have you noticed this yourself?
1: Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.